0: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe.
1: When you open the crispy chicken sandwich bag, the steam that comes out is the best surprise. The crumbs at the bottom of the bag are your last chance to say goodbye to the sandwich you can't believe is gone. Every friend group has that friend who's first to order the new sandwich, then lets everyone else try a bite. McDonald's is the best destination for a great tasting chicken sandwich. Ba-da-da-da-da.
0: Mobile order and pay at participating McDonald's. Download and registration required.
2: And to all those who have been judged prematurely because of their appearance, the way they speak, where they come from, and in the minds of many should be locked up in prison, I represent us. I'm forever immortalized, locked up in the county Correctional Institution. <laughs> inmate number 336 in the Pope Football Hall of Fame. My career started with gold teeth and ended with this gold jacket. Good night and God bless. Bruh, that's how you put the bring that thing home, right? <laughs> you gotta bring it home, man. You like know, that. like, that's just another element to coming from the U, man. I'm telling <laughs> you, dog, like, we do it, man. Like, <laughs> yeah.
1: Behind the mask, what up? What's happening, man? Welcome back to season four of the BTM Pod Show. Yeah, man, it's been a minute, but we back and we got the
0: heat. I am your host, Akio Spikes. Joined alongside by my fabulous co-host. What's going on, my good people? It's your favorite plus-size model. Two Reyes in the building. Spike up season four. Loving the BTM Lounge, baby.
1: Man, this lounge is looking quite sexy up in here. You know what I'm saying? You feel me? But we'll talk about that later. We can enjoy this lounge. But I think it's important that we bring on the opening guest. And I'm not going to give you the name. But what I will tell you about him is this. Multiple time pro bowler and all pro. Mm -hmm. And one of his biggest accomplishments is the tenure, not only that he played, but member of the all decade team of the years of the 2000s. Like, that's huge. Prime years. We in the same generation. But the thing I'm most impressed about is the fact that he did it his way. Author of his own book, From Gold Teeth to Gold Jacket. Man, y'all give it up for my player partner, man. Welcome to the B.T.M.
2: Lounge, Edgerin James.
1: Yeah, get yeah, up. Yeah.
2: That's right. It's, it's so fitting. You got the fourth pick on the fourth season. Facts here with y'all today. That's pretty dope, man. I'm glad to be part of this thing, man.
1: Bro, we we. We, we we gotta salute you, bro. We we
2: appreciate you opening up the show. That's what I'm talking about. Bro. You know what I'm saying? Cheers. Cheers. Phone call away. You know how it go.
0: Man, we've been waiting for this four seasons. We talked about this, getting you on the show, man. And we just happy to finally make this happen. You know what I'm saying? Couldn't couldn't kick it off season four a better way. You know, I'm a fan, not just from the football side, but from everything you doing off the field as well. And um we gonna go behind the mask, man, and really find out what Edgeran James is about. Let's do it, man. Let's expose
1: it.
2: Let's go. Let's kick it let's off. Let's so try we, to expose it. Yeah, yeah. Let's attempt
0: to expose it. <laughs> let's, let's, well, we gonna give it our best shot. No doubt, yeah. no doubt. So we kick it off with a segment that we call This or That. You know what I'm saying? We're going to give you one thing or another. We want you to choose just to so let our audience know a little bit about Edgerton James. So we're going to kick it off. You played with some Hall of Fame quarterbacks in your career. So this or that, if you had to choose, Peyton Manning or Kurt Warner.
2: I'm going with Peyton Manning you know be money that's that's for man you know so i'm always ride out with 18 you know he's forward my book stay in, stay in contact but we built something we we actually grew together you know and that was the thing about it we grew together from our first time getting together in 1999 we changed the whole franchise we put everything on our backs and we we just went and put in the work and Peyton going down as the all-time greatest quarterback to me. Yeah. You know, a lot of people, they have their picks. But, you know, when you come to me, it's always 18.
1: I feel you. I feel you. It, we all got a playlist, right? And we all got something that we need to listen to in order to get to where we need to go mentally in the game. So, this or that. Trick Daddy, Uncle Luke.
2: Oh, you're going to have to go with um – it's always Trick Daddy far as, like you said, when it comes to a, a game or something, Uncle Luke, you know, he get the party started, you know? Because so, you grew of up game. off of Uncle Luke. Yeah. Hey, I yeah, grew
1: up off of Uncle Luke.
2: Yeah, so you got to go, like, when you talk about the game, like, Trick got a lot of songs. He was always on my playlist, you know, um, pre-game playlist. You know, he got all type of songs. I actually um, jumped in a couple of music videos throughout my career, you know, with Trick Daddy. But... You know, Uncle Luke, we let like, Trick Daddy for the game, Uncle Luke for the after party. You know? So <laughs> ain't leaving nobody out. Everybody get the top of their space, you know. No
0: yeah. doubt, no yeah. doubt. Well, man, like I said, man, I'm a huge fan, and, and Spice alluded to it. You did everything your way, and I know a few things mean a lot to you. and You named it after your book as well. So this or that, what means more, the gold teeth or the gold jacket?
2: Hmm. It's it. it well one led into the other. So you can't say one means more than the other. One, it, it represents the culture, it represent where you're coming from. And it's actually a big deal, especially when you're coming from South Florida. Like, this is who we are, you know? And to be able to end up with a gold jacket, doing it my way, so to speak, you know, and, and everybody can do things their way, but doing it my way, whereas I don't see nothing wrong with being yourself you know, I'm bringing that whole South Florida, I'm bringing everything I know. I'm bringing my comfort zone. You know, it's like I'm always in my comfort zone. And so when you start with the gold teeth, you know, you know that, that was really important this, to actually show that, man, you can continue being yourself. A lot of people try to paint this picture and make it to where you have to be like this or people won't accept you if you're like that. But you have to understand the the true purpose or the true meaning of being there, you know, it's like you're only there because you can ball. You know Facts. what I'm saying? It's like if I can't ball, I don't care what I have or what I do. You know, you you see a lot of clean-cut guys. They they ain't gonna make the roster. You know what I'm saying? Like we out here playing a gladiator sport. You know what you want? You want somebody that that speak well and very articulate and do all dress dress appropriate, but get out here and get dummied up. <laughs> <before> <laughs> Or you want somebody that's gonna get out of here? Get he may, yeah. He look like he, he may not look the professional. Might have might not have the um, the professional look, or he might not speak um, the way you want him to speak. Mm. But when it's time to go to war, you want a warrior with you, you know. And so I always understood, man. Let's keep the main thing the main thing, that's you right. know. <clears throat> and that's, man. I'm here to play ball. All the other stuff is irrelevant. And the thing that made it even better for myself is I didn't, I didn't seek to be this superstar or I didn't seek to be this famous person, mm-hmm. you know. I didn't want to play ball, do what I'm supposed to do, make me some money, get back in my comfort zone. You know, I was forced to be out in the public, I was forced to be in these situations, you know. I didn't, I didn't seek the attention, you know, but it all came from playing ball. Mm-hmm. and. The fact that you're playing ball at a high level, it makes everybody have to accept you, you know? Yeah. I, think, I think in a perfect world, if, if, if they could make everybody have shaved heads and run like the armies, I think they, they probably <laughs> would, you know, but that's not what it is, you know? It's like, it's a thing where you get a chance to be yourself, do what you want to do, and, and really go out there and show who you really are. Yeah. And that's what I've always did. Fair.
1: You do it all without breaking a sweat. Like being a boss exec to the kids' homework and you do it all in style. That's why we created the all-new Infiniti QX60, a luxury SUV as functional as it is stylish and as versatile as it is serene, with premium features like a panoramic moonroof and available massaging front seats to bring ease all day, every day the all new infinity qx60 designed to take on life in style learn more at infinityusa.com
0: now with extremely limited availability contact your local retailer for inventory information
1: you definitely always done that bro and i think over a period of time we we look at who you are now you see a lot of kids look at who you are now but going back to the beginning. You know, I I think about your book, how you took us on the stage of from where you when you was where you were from, and all the way to the finished product. I want to ask you, from the first day you got into the league, what was that first NFL moment that you had that made you realize,
2: shit, this is real. Um, I think it's so many moments in that first year where you just playing, you just playing. But I think the thing that the, the moment that made me really, that really, one moment that always popped out to me, and it's so many, so it'll vary, but if we're talking about that right now, today, I would say the moment that popped out to me was when we played against the Dallas Cowboys, and you had Deion Sanders, you know, I'm, we grew up in South Florida, Deion is the legend, you know? So, like, you're on the same field with Deion, you got Emmett, you got Troy, you got Mike. In Dallas? Mm-hmm. Nah, we, we're at home in Indy. Indy. But we the, the new triplets and then you got the, the original triplets. Mm. So being on that field right there, that's when it was like, it was pretty dope. Cause you find yourself, you know, during your warm ups, you going through your routine, but then you glancing over here, like you you're kind of being nosy, like looking at them. You know what I'm <laughs> saying? Like, that's when I was like, man, this, shit, this, like, this thing is real. You know what I'm saying? That was one moment that, that always stood out. It's like, dang we out here with the, with the triplets, for yeah. real, you know? We're younger, but, and we got, we got that title, mm. you know, but that, moments like that always stood out. And then, plus, you got prime time, man. You know, it's like, if you grew up in the 239 area, you know, prime is, he is the mole. You know, prime was always, always, the example. So you get a chance to actually be on the same field with him. I think that was what you would consider like an aha moment. Yeah.
0: yeah, your triplets, you mean, you? it was you,
2: Peyton, and, and uh, Marvin, or, or... Yeah, when we started or, out, there was always um, me, P, and Marv, mm-hmm. and then Reg came, Reg came, and we just started building that thing,
0: so... Yeah, y'all definitely did you work, man, and I think one of the things that, that we always come across when we ask some of the greatest uh, players to play in our in our generation, right, and and all the guys, the running backs that come on, Fred T, uh, Frankie G, C.P., a lot of them say you. You know, what I'm saying you, you. You. set the mold as one of the the best that they've seen, one of the toughest running backs out there. So for you, going through the league, who was one of the tougher players that you went against?
2: When you say go against, you talking about a, a back or?
0: A, I mean, on a, it could be the a, a back, a back, or somebody or on the defensive that always, side like, that
2: did. F- okay, we go from a running back standpoint. There's so many good running backs. You know, I'm always gonna pull for everybody from the you. You know, but like one of my f- Fred Taylor was always one of my favorite running backs. Mm. You know just from, from high school, college, and just watching Frey. He was always big, fast, strong, real smooth, made it real effortless. You know, and I like, I always like, Curtis Martin was just tough. You know, just mm, tough yeah, he was, he was and just grind. playing, yeah. you know what I'm saying? You know, everybody like Barry and like Emmett, yeah. you know, they always gonna be the greats, you know. But growing up as a, as a kid, Walter Payton was my favorite. You know, Walter Payton was the one that you looked at. He made everything seem effortless, real tough, you know, you never see him out, always playing. And he kind of showed you the way to play this game. You know, I used to have this little VCR tape and then you put that in and it talked about, like Walter Payton, he would never let somebody, he would never end up on the field when he's hurt or he would never let somebody see that he's hurting. He would always just jump back up, he'd get himself up. And so I implemented that in my game. You know, I don't care how hard you hit me, I don't care what you do, I don't care how, how much it's hurting, I always just jump back up, you know. There's only one time I didn't get up. That's when I told my ACL Mm. I couldn't get up. You know, it was like, that was the only time in my whole career. But, you know, little things like that, that kind of triggered that. It inspired me to say, man, you know what? I ain't gonna never let them see me sweat. I ain't gonna never let them see me hurting. The defense would never be able to say, oh yeah, we got him down bad right now. You know, I'm jumping back up. I can be dazed, I can be whatever. If I get knocked out, I'm gonna get up and I'm gonna tie my shoes. You know, I'm gonna do something until it all come back. But you ain't gonna catch me slipping. You know what I'm saying? Like sure. I'm not gonna mentally. I'm not gonna let you know that damn I'm I'm out of there or you got the best of me. You know? Yeah. Every yeah. time you're gonna have, every time you're gonna have to bring it. You're gonna have to bring it every time. You know? And I'm gonna make sure that I'm there to do my part.
1: Mentally, you was like I ain't even letting them know they yeah. got
2: me. Not never
1: and, no. and we never heard that across the league because we talk obviously we talk about that in locker room but now we get a chance to you know talk about it right now what's that one dude or that one hit that got you and you was just like i'm gonna I'm get up but damn man this he like, he really knocked the hell out of me
2: i used to, I used to barely get caught like i barely got hit <laughs> like you know it's and and that's that's the thing about it you know like i always protected myself the way i ran I will always protect myself, so I always try to stay one or two moves ahead. Mm. So I don't really have it where somebody just like really caught me real good. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, because my running style, you know, the way I ran, the way I played, I always protected myself. And it's like, once you become like a student of the game, the game slow down. Facts. So you can see everything, you know what I'm saying? A lot of times you see a lot of dudes, they get caught on the on the routes and you can see why they got caught on the routes, cause they're not aware of the defense. Mm-hmm. It's like if I'm if I'm running the route and I know the I know the defense is in this type of coverage, I know the soft spots, I know the holes, I know where to sit down, I know where to choke it, the, the pipe down at, Because if you don't, you run right into that linebacker that's coming down, or you run right into that safety. So I always play safe, you know, cause like I I just never wanted to get caught hit. Yeah, I ain't never want to be on nobody highlight, you know. Dude. So. I can't say like somebody just hit me and made me like damn he done messed me up or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I can't really recall not a time I can't recall something like that.
1: Maybe so, you man. just don't remember though. Maybe they just caught you and you just don't remember right
0: now.
2: Or maybe they didn't leave their mark. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> See I that's that, that's that's
0: part of it. But Spice already yeah. told me on his highlights. He said he got you on his highlights. He, said he laid you laid you down a couple times,
2: man. I don't remember. He, he did not leave his mark. <laughs> Like like that's how it go. Like, like, dog. When you when you when you do damage, dog, they' supposed to know you did damage. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you gon' if you gon' punish me, punish me, dog. Make me make me feel it. Make me remember that. Hey, don't come this way. And I haven't I haven't I never encountered that situation. Facts.
0: Love it, man. Love it so, Spice. I think you lied, man. We got to pull up some uh some video on that one, bro. You lied, <laughs> yo. But now, nah, so you live you, you live this model, and I love it. Uh, create the life you want to live, right? So,
2: what goes into that mindset, man? Well, it's just, it's 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 like you have to like every, like everybody's living in somebody else's world. You know what I'm saying? And I don't think a lot of people take a lot of they don't give themselves enough credit. You know what I'm saying? Like, man, you have to develop your own world. You have to create the way you want to see life. You know what I'm saying? So with me, along this journey, I would always take things from certain people or certain places. You know, it's like, if the owner's doing these type things, I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna do that one day, you know? And I used to hate, I hate getting up early in the morning, mm-hmm. you know? So I'm like, man, I don't, I don't never want to have to have Anybody working for me, they have to be up at 7, 8 in the morning, you know? Like, I was like, man, you work for me, we're going to start working at 9, 30, 10 o'clock. We're going to work later, you know? Like, you start creating these all these different situations, but then you still got to do things that make sense, but you should start and say, okay, yeah, I'm, I'm going to add this, I'm going to add this, and I just keep adding these dis- different situations that kind of make my lifestyle, you know? And anything I do, is, it's going to be kind of fit into that. You know, I'm not going nowhere. I'm not doing nothing unless it's mandatory. You know, if it's mandatory, you got to do what's mandatory. But if it's something that I can dictate or I can control, I'm going to make sure I position everything so I'm at my best. If I'm somewhere, I really want to be there. Yeah. You know, I'm not just being there because I'm forced to be there. Like, I'm not living like that. You know, I want to be where I can have fun every day. Any business I'm in, it's gonna, it's not going to require me to be, they're lifting sweating hard doing i'm not doing all that because i've done that stuff in the past and it was all part of me creating this life i want to live and i think too many times people they end up living somebody else's vision Mm. when you can live your own vision you can sell and it doesn't have to be that big time thing but you still have have those little those little pockets where you say man these are the things that i'm going to do these are the things that i want to do and you got to and that's how you get to live like a full life. Like I live a really full life because I'm doing what I want to do, you know? And I'm not harming nobody. I'm not asking nobody for nothing. You got to position yourself financially, you know, because you know, cash flow is the heartbeat of the whole movement, mm-hmm. you know? And once you got that out of the way, then you got to have system and structure to keep it going. Man, once you get it going, you start you start really embracing it. You start really like, man, I kind of like this doing my thing like this. You know, I don't have to do this. And I realize I don't care who it is or what it is. If whoever has the leverage kind of controls the situation, right. you know, so if, if I got to be, if somebody say, hey, I need to meet with you. You're going to meet at my time. Mm-hmm. You're going to meet on my time. And sometimes people get caught off guard. They feel like it's disrespectful. they like, hey, I want to meet with you or this and that. I say, all right. I'll be, I be at the club, 1 a.m., you know, we'll go over into the office and meet. And someone who won't do it, you're not serious about it, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because if you tell me, hey, I need to meet you, or I want to get with you, you know, and you say, hey, 4 a.m., 3," it doesn't matter to me because I need you, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I just try to make sure that I leverage myself enough to where I don't have to be moving at somebody else's beat, but when I need to, be on somebody else's clock, I get on it, you know, because I know it's going to be a little short time. It's not going to be a long time.
1: You talk about leveraging, bro, and I think that's one of the things that you do very well on some real talk. And you actually leverage your way from the slogan, create the life you want to live, into the Hall of Fame. Now, I personally think we actually talked about it, like, several times. Like, EJ is up, first year you was up. I think it took you like what three years three four years five
2: or six years, five five years. Or six years
1: yeah. yeah so I thought maybe I was like you know what I, I really think EJ should have gotten in earlier than he actually went in but now that you're in immortalized forever sum that up into words you know you create the life that you want to live do you think you should have gotten in, in any earlier
2: no I think it's so many guys that, that's deserving, and there's no right or wrong way. You know, some guys are more popular than others. Like, at the end of the day, it really don't matter. Like, I'm in. Once you're in, you're in. And some people, you know, they, they want to get in so fast, and that's, it's a process. You just go through the process, man. The work is done. I can't change my stats. My stats going to be the same from here on out. You know, I put in the work. I knew that one day it would happen. So I never was tripping, you know? The thing I didn't want to do was, I didn't want to never put my family in a situation where, oh yeah, we're gonna go to the hotel, we're gonna sit there and wait on this knock. I was never doing that, you know what I'm saying? I was never gonna do that. I was like, man, when it's real, they'll call me, they'll let me know. Until then, it was business as usual, you know? I never prepared for the Hall of Fame. Like, all those years I I was a finalist, I never prepared, but that one year, I just felt it, you know what I'm saying? I was like, mm-hmm. man, you know what? Let me just, let me go get myself together because, like, it's, you start seeing little signs. You know, yeah. you start seeing the signs. And I was like, just in case, you know, I don't want to, you know, I don't want to really go out here and just thug this thing out, you know what I'm saying? Because <laughs> I'll go up there in some shorts or anything, you know, like, <laughs> we like, know. like you know, Dude. like, <laughs> dog, what you see is what you get, you know what right. I'm saying? And it, it wouldn't have been my fault, you know what I'm saying? It mm-hmm. wouldn't have been my fault because I'm not playing your game, you know what I'm saying? I'm not playing a game to where you say, hey, y'all go sit in the hotel with your family, and then we're gonna wait to have the cameras come and do all this stuff mm-hmm. and knock on your door, but if you don't get a knock, you know, maybe next year, I'm not playing yeah, that game, game. The you know?
1: embarrassment is, yeah. is way even greater than the success of
2: it. Yeah, and it's like, and I understand from a production standpoint, everybody, you know, wants everything to work in their favor, but what about me? And I'm mm-hmm. like, man, I'm not playing that game, so, like we had the, it was one the the year before I was in Atlanta, you know, and I was like, they called, they were like, man, we're gonna call you tomorrow, let you know if you made it or not. I was like, man, y'all just let me know, cause I was gonna, if I would've went in that year, y'all would've seen, y'all would've seen, you all would have seen you what I was about to wear to the club, cause I was it, was, it was day parties going on, like, I'm like, I'm going to the day party, man, I'm not finna play all these games, not finna be sitting in the hotel, waiting to get a knock so I'm yeah. like no I'm like they better not call me this year because <laughs> I'm going to the club you know what I'm saying yeah. like and I'm prepared to go to the day party but if I do get the call I will stop by the little hall of fame thing you know what <laughs> I'm saying but and it wouldn't have been my fault and I wouldn't have been embarrassed or anything because it would have showed like man look you cannot sit up there and have somebody on your watch or yeah, on you your clock saying, sitting yeah. around there and then now you want them to come out there all decked appropriate and all that. No, I'm preparing for the club because I know I'm guaranteed to get in the club. You know what, <laughs> what I'm saying? I wasn't guaranteed to get into the hall right then. So I'm like, I'm not doing that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And it was good they ain't called me because <laughs> I would've been out there in club gear where everybody had on suits and all that stuff. <laughs> I would've been I would have been edge and I would have been exactly what you thinking, you know. It's like that's what it is. But the next year it was in Miami. Yeah. And yeah. like you start seeing the signs. And I'm like, man, you know what? Let me like and it'd probably be with a little growth, a little maturity. You like, man, let me let me do this thing the right way, just in case. So I mean without nobody knowing, I got my suit and got everything lined. I said, I have it all put up. But I'm still not gonna be in the hotel room. Mm. And then, you know, they say, well, we're called between this time and this time. And, you know, I was laying in the bed sleep, you know, <laughs> and they called me. They called me like, you know, Baker called me and he's like, Ed, hey, so I want to uh, welcome you to the pro four. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I'm like, shit, yeah, guess I got to get up, you know But I'm saying? <laughs> like, but it's, but it was, it's cool, you know what I'm saying? Like, so it, it worked out just right. See, You know what I'm saying? Because, like. If it would've happened sooner, I probably wouldn't have an appreciation for the Hall because, you know, as you plan, playing, man, you get awards, you get this, you get that. You don't really understand it. Like, I ain't really understand what the Hall is or none of that stuff. As then, a young,
1: just being as, younger yeah, in the I'm stage. Yeah, I'm just playing ball. The, yeah. yeah, I'm
2: just playing ball and football is football. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm going out there, doing my thing, playing ball. So I ain't really, I ain't really understanding the value of it, you know? And then as you start paying attention to it, and then you start paying attention to the numbers. Numerically, it's impressive. Yeah. And you start saying, okay, out of all these people that's played the game, you know, there's only 350 or 360 something players that's been inducted into the Pro Football Hall of Fame. And then it's only a hundred and something actually living, mm-hmm. you know? And you start saying, man, dang, I'm one of those guys. I'm number 336. I'm one of those guys, you start saying, man, that's, that's pretty dope. And it just, then it starts to dawn on you, like, this is, this, is, this is like a big deal. And then you start getting around the guys, you start seeing, like, yeah, this is major. You know, and for me, like, I never let it die down. You know what I'm saying? It took me all those years to get there. So you're going to always see me pushing and promoting or saying that, man, look, number 336. You know, this is what it is because it's a major accomplishment, and I want everybody... To understand that anybody that gets there, they put a lot of work in that sport. They did a lot to actually make it there. They ain't just get thrown in there. It's a yeah. lot of sacrifices that it are taking. When you see those young kids, you see yourself. You're like, dang, that used to be me. Mm. Wow. When you go to a game, you'd be like, dang, I, I can't believe it. I used to be in this 100 degrees weather, like doing all this. you be like, dang, we really put in some work. And you start backtracking. Mm. And when I was doing the book, you start backtracking, you start saying, dang, I used to do this, I used to do that, like, I used to work out nonstop. stop you know, it's like, man, I remember, like, if you said drink, like, I never used to drink, I never, there was so many sacrifices, you know, the commitment to the game was what people would never understand or even realize, that, man, you know, everybody over here having fun, mm. they having a the ball, you know what, I'm going in, I'm going to work out, yeah. you know, you got a chance to do so much. You come into money at a young age. You got a chance to really do a lot. But you say, nah, I'm gonna keep my discipline. Yeah. And those are the things that make it well worth it. That's one of the things too, talking about discipline, man. There's
0: times years ago we was in the league. You used to do shit like we would be kicking in the club and then you go work out. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And and the one other athlete I know that, that does that or did that was uh was Floyd Mayweather. Yeah. You know, one of the greats. I learned from Spice and some of my OGs. They was like, "Nah, once we party, it don't matter how long you party that night. We six a.m. We waking up. We going to the steam room, sweat this thing out. Going to practice, doing our thing. But you know, to your point, it just shows your dedication, your commitment, and,
2: yeah. and how you did things your way. And um, now you have you have to. It's like, like I'm you know, the beauty of my situation was, you know, I played at University of Miami, mm. and. You know, everybody's down there. You get a chance to see everybody, all the ball players. It's like the meeting spot, and so it wasn't it wasn't foreign to to me once I got in the league because you used to seeing everybody out and everybody around, and the city of Miami don't really sleep. So it's like I used to, I used to make my schedule to where it's like, man, you know what? I want to kick it with the boys, but I still got to work out. Yeah. So how am I gonna make that work? Miami helps that because. I can sleep all the way to like 12, one o'clock, wake up at one, be at the club at two, you know, <laughs> and then, then after the club over, you know, I'm working out yeah. and then I go to sleep and then I get my second workout with everybody else. Right. When yeah, everybody right. else, they didn't even, so everybody like, damn, do you sleep or do you, it's, I'm gonna get the just same dip. amount of sleep or more, I'm just on a different schedule than everybody else because I, I tailored it to My lifestyle. Like I wanna be out. I'ma be in the streets. I'm gonna be out. That's that's my lifestyle. I love being out, you know? Mm -hmm. And for me, I'm out, but I'm not drinking. You know what I'm saying? Like what's the difference between me being out and sitting in the house, you know, doing nothing? You know Mm -hmm. what I'm saying? I'm out, I'm moving around, I wake up, 12, 1 o'clock, I'm in the club, I'm out there kicking it, and then I go, workouts lined up, everything. We do what we do, and then I'm going to go to sleep, you know? So I get all my rest, and then I get my workout in, and I still get to kick it with everybody in the off season. And I wasn't into drinking, you know? So I wasn't into drinking. You know, I don't think, I don't think that you can put those things in your body, you know, if you're trying to play at a high level. And some people can do it, you know? And I'm not saying that it's impossible. I just said, for me, it wasn't the right thing. So I said, man, I don't drink, I don't smoke. I'm not doing all that stuff right there. I'm here to play ball, you know? And if you're trying to get the best out of your body, you got to do what's best for your body. You yeah. know, and people don't realize this is—they're not here because of because of Edwin James the person. They're here. I mean, they they have me because I'm Edwin James the ball player. Mm. You know, because once you get hurt or once you're not able to produce, you know, they got to they got to run their business. Mm. You know, so I got to make sure I'm playing at a high level. Make sure I'm doing everything at a high level, so that. These people can want me to be on their team and they're going to compensate me the right way to be on their team. And I'm going to do exactly what I can do because it's a window. That window closes. And a lot of people really don't realize that window closes before you usually know it. Nobody can really prepare for that window. You know, that window usually just closes on you out of nowhere. And when it shuts down, once you become one of those guys that start jumping around, you know, you you pretty much from the bounce yourself right up out the <laughs> league. You know, that's what that's how it goes, yeah. and it doesn't change. But for some reason, nobody listens. You know, nah, they listening. That's why you got the book too to let these young cats know what's up, man. And yeah, they need to buy the book, man. It's like, and that's that's part of the reason I wrote the book because, because you're always you being very ask
1: transparent questions.
2: now. Yeah. yeah. And
1: very few times I can tune in and hear you dropping nuggets. way that you do but in your book from gold teeth to gold jacket yeah like like what what inspired you to be able to put all of that knowledge in between two hardbacks
2: pieces of paper well i think it it stems from you seeing a lot of people making these same mistakes and you see a lot of people that they don't really have guidance or they're ignoring the guidance and i'm always getting people coming to me say, man can you mentor me can you can you do this or can you do that? You can't reach everybody, mm. you know. And for me, I've always learned if you if you always want, if you want to meet somebody without physically meeting them, you want mm. to go somewhere without actually going. You want to do some things that you probably couldn't really do. Mm. It's always in a book. A book takes you places that you couldn't go in the physical. It, it introduces you to people that you may not get a chance to meet, you know. Mm. And so if I lay out information in my book. You know, it's up to the person to grab it and go receive it because the information is there and everything in my book is factual. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not like I'm just throwing stuff out there or saying I think this or I think that. No, these are my steps. These are things that happen and they run parallel. And these are some of the things that every athlete is going to go through. Mm-hmm. Every parent is going to see this thing happen. And for us, I still can't understand why, you know, as ball players or as entertainers, we we still end up on the short end of the stick when it comes to post careers. Mm. You know because the information is there, mm-hmm. you know, and for me, hopefully I can give a little bit more insight to save um a lot of guys a lot of mistakes And so they won't be make making too many errors, you know, they can say okay, yeah, you know, when my career is over, I'm still doing my thing. Mm-hmm. And and right now I'm 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 actually like I was telling Takio, you know, I developed one sports to where it's gonna be somewhat of a 360 situation to help certain guys that's really disciplined and really into it and guide them. You know, so I'm putting that together and it's gonna be it's gonna be a good thing and it's gonna actually help. It should help. You know, I don't know how much damage it'll do to former players ending up without, but it's gonna help. It's gonna be anybody that comes in my circle, you're gonna walk away with some money. You know, I'm not it's no way like there's no way you're going to be around me and up under my guidance and not end up with some money. You know, that's that's impossible.
1: Because that's the yeah. end goal anyway, right? Yeah, you
2: got you to gotta be there because it's, it's a small window. This window is so small. You're talking about if life expectancy is 74 or 75, whatever it is. Say you get a chance to live 80 years old. This football thing is you, the, the career average is, what, 3.5? But say you get a 10-year career. 10 years is... It's a small window, yeah. you know what I'm saying. Those are small windows, but you need that ten years to carry you all the way from your your thirties, forties, fifties, sixties, whatever it is, and they need to be prepared and they need to be taught you know, and for some reason, everybody's not receptive or something something's not right, you know yeah. something's not right because I'm not the first person saying this, you know maybe. You got people you can't relate to saying it or people who don't really understand you that's been saying it. You know, me, I'm able to break it down into, I can bring it all the way to the Ebonic side of this thing. Like, <laughs> dog, this is, like, however you want to get it. You know? It's like, I'm speaking your language because I'm one of you. Flex. You know what I'm saying? Like, dog, we all coming from the same place. I don't care what city you come from. If you look at all the ball players. Everybody's story runs parallel, mm-hmm. you know? Everybody fought to come up out of this situation. Everybody did this, they made this sacrifice, you know? Everybody knows somebody that was better than them back home yeah. that didn't make it, you know what I'm saying? And it's like, X. why are you, you know? Why are you the one that was chosen? Why are you the one that that got the opportunity, mm-hmm. you know? And, and that's the thing, that, those are the things I speak on in my book. My grandma used to always say, keep on giving you and give your blessing away because you don't know what your blessing is and then your blessing be right in front of you Mm. and you misused it or abused it. Now you 30 something years old and mind you as an athlete we're behind that 30 something years old in the real world because we've been catered to, we've been playing a sport that has been they're gonna make sure everything is right for you. Time-consuming. Yeah, Yeah. and then when the game is over, it's like you're just thrown to the wolves. (laughs) And it's like, you don't, like, I don't even know how to go to the doctor and fill out a clipboard, you know what (laughs) I'm (laughs) saying? But that's real talk. I ain't never had to do it. I'm like, you go to the doctor now, they sit you in this fucking chair and be like, hey, feel this out." you be like, man, I ain't feeling
1: that.
2: He's like, (laughs) who my insurance (laughs) carrier? What's my my Hey. Down they wanna call. Hey, hey mom. <laughs> hey, mom. We still got that insurance. Yeah. Like, like you really like be lost. Yeah. And a lot of people, they be ashamed or afraid to be like to really say, man, like, dog, this stuff right here is real. Like, we don't. You got to remember, you never had to do that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Then all of a sudden, mm-hmm. you're in your thirties, and they be like, "Hey, <laughs> sit down right there. The doctor will see you in two hours." You be like, two hours?" Yeah. And that's why a lot of players won't go to the doctor. A lot of players won't do those things because they're not used to doing it. It's nah. uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Like, and, 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 and,
1: and it's not a privilege thing. It actually is a privilege because of what we did. And I from said a bit
2: privilege is, is because, though, in everybody that arena,
1: what we was at, it was. Like, it was well, it part was of business. business. That's part what I'm business. saying. It was,
2: it was business. Part like business. It was business. Like, you know, in, in that in that NFL, if you got to see the doctor today, you're going to see the doctor today. And you're not going to do no waiting. Wait, waiting time, none of that. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But in the real world, you got to get in line. You know what I'm saying? And that's an uncomfortable situation yeah. because you, you're you not programmed you're not used to doing that. All the way from, from Pop Warner. Mm-hmm. They got the line. You come in. You get to little physical. You go. You go to high school physical, college even sweeter. You know, right there at the at the um, facility. Yeah. Then you go to the pros. It's easy for you. And then you get in the real world. You know what I'm saying? And You like they like hold on. Like hey, come how did <laughs> you were like how, hey, how did this go? <laughs> you like hey, I like man. I don't even want to go in there. You know, and it's one of those things that you just have to face the reality. You know, and, and a lot of times people don't want to face the reality, but they're always going to look at it. Well, you play ball, you're supposed to be this, you're supposed to be that. Look, man, we no, we've been programmed to do things a certain way for 20-something years. And then all of a sudden now we're out here, mm. you know, and a lot of
0: people struggle with it. But with that, you talk about struggle with the one brand that you created and we've seen uh, the... The gentlemen's clubs, the the restaurants, and I'm pretty sure you have more. You talked about one sports clothing, clothing. You know what I'm saying? Shout out. You know what I mean? And yeah, I like that, man. There, I appreciate you know that,
2: man. Y'all pull up to the cool with an edge, man. Three sixty five, Fourteenth Street. Say, say it you should try it, man. See. It really works. You know what yeah. I mean?
0: But, but did you ever face any adversity when you were making your transition out the NFL? Because outside looking in, we just like, edge hit the ground running, super successful in everything you do. And were there any struggles for you?
2: Well, I ain't gonna say really, there there really wasn't no struggles because I was already prepared. You know, I was preparing myself while I was playing ball. Mm. You know, in the midst of playing ball, I always wanted to be a business person. I always wanted to be in business. You You know, playing ball was just always a stepping stone or a vehicle to get me to where I really wanted to go. You know, and when it it's a lot of learning. You have to put a lot of time into it. Everything ain't gonna go as planned. You know, you're gonna deal with all kind of um, situations that come. Like I'ma always be dealing with something, but those things are gonna be minor um, compared to the big picture. Because I'm always moving. I'm always going. So you're always putting these things together. You're putting them in play. And you know, it's, it's from a passion standpoint too. I like I like the action. You know, I love the action. I like to be involved in these different um, ventures. I just didn't want to be a one-trick pony where I'm just, this is all I do and I just ride out. That's boring to me, you know? Mm. I want the action, I want this, I want some of that, I want to do a piece of this, a piece of that. And it's fun, so it keeps me going, you know? But you're always gonna be faced with something because that's how it goes, you know? And as the more successful you become, the more vulnerable you become to where people are gonna be like, oh, I'm gonna take a shot at him on this, so I'm gonna take a shot at this. And I still have to deal with those things but none of those things gonna never shake me or put me in a situation where it affects the whole. You know, I'm gonna keep moving, keep doing things, opening up opportunities. And I love to merge with people, you know, to bury to goal and bring somebody that's younger mm. that you see they got that fight in them, they got that hunger in them. Hey, let's partner up, let's do business, mm. you know, let's do it, because from a monetary standpoint, I'm gonna already be positioned, but I still wanna do business but now I can help somebody else go up and we all get it together. And that's what I try to do. I try to, if somebody want to link up and it's something that makes sense or something that that I agree with, I'm like, yeah, let's do it. Let's rock out, you know? And it's usually fun, you know, it's usually fun doing those things. So I I try to always make sure that I'm available and letting people know I'm open to doing things, you know? I'm not just in this little box but you want to do it the right way and then you start setting these parameters because everybody's going to come. Right. You know, yeah. Everybody has an idea, you know, but those ideas are just ideas, you know, you need somebody who's going to say, I'm going to put my passion, I'm going to put my money behind it mm-hmm. and I I can see you as an asset to actually help my stuff grow. Mm-hmm. And so those are things that I'm into and I want to get into a little bit more as I as I continue to grow in this. And you, all right.
1: And and that's the thing you talk about doing—you know, mergers, being able to do acquisitions. But you gotta have business partners, and I want to talk about your baby girl now, Queen. Mm -hmm.
2: Yeah, right.
1: Because when you when you take into one brand and you take it into the sports agency Mm -hmm. world, she's that partner for you. Yeah, to be able to not only negotiate contracts, but she's the CEO essentially. Yeah, right. As you continue to go, so talk about that relationship you got with her in particular and
2: what's the vision for one sports well with 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 my daughter you know it's somebody you're molding to say okay this is the way that it should be done and it's also a way to help you know, like this is the way to help you see so many people get taken advantage of Mm. you know so you say okay how can i get in and help i'm not ready to fix the whole thing but we can create this business my daughter's going to become an attorney and she's going to be involved in everything that i have going on and this way, you know, when a player, when she represents a player, she don't have to, they don't have to worry about her stealing. She don't need your money. You know what, <laughs> what I'm saying? That's that's the first thing, you know, everybody worry about somebody taking advantage of them. Like, no, we're we, we, we givers, you know? So we're never going to have to take, we take that out of the equation. Then you want to say, okay, look, we want to keep our face clean. We want to make sure you see our track record. And as African-Americans, you know, a lot of time. People always point out the ones that did something bad, but it's a lot of brothers that's out there doing good. Mm-hmm. And to be a female, to step into a space, you know, that's a double minority that's gonna show you like, look, man, these are things you can do. These are the things I I would hope a lot of young females would take charge and say, man, I'm gonna get in control of my life. And, you know, I'm am a, I'm a parent, but I'm still a man. And it's like, you know, like, we know how we know how to maneuver out in this world, you know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. But one thing I do know, when I step into that daddy side, I'm like, hey, you know, if somebody comes into your life, it's gonna be because you like them and you enjoy them, not because you need them. Mm-hmm. You know, so we're gonna take that out of the equation. You know, and I think um, most women's weaknesses are they need or they depended on certain situations. You know, so I'm like. I'm gonna fix that part right there. Mm-hmm. And so building it up. So you wanna make them become independent. Once you be once once a person becomes independent, you can see who they really are and what they really wanna do. And that's what I'm trying to do with, with my children, but you start out with the girls, you know, you say, Okay, look, these are things you need to do. Let's make you independent. Once you become independent, whatever it is you wanna do, it's because you truly wanna do it. Mm-hmm. You know, not because you're forced to yeah. do it, not because you got to play in somebody play into somebody else's hands or of living their world yeah. and when it comes to the the one sports that's all part of the big picture you know it's not just here for sports it's about lifestyle it's about living life it's about you know when the game is over you still part of this thing we still rocking out we still rolling you know to where you're building something to where somebody can look back and say man I'm glad I was a part of that because it's a family type of situation because it's going it's gonna to continue to go up Thanks. and anybody that's interested in being in business. Like, shit, I want to open business. Like, the person I look up to, I, I like watching Richard Branson. I always say Richard Branson. He has like 400 companies, so it's like, why would you limit yourself to one or two things? So, I'm wit with what you with. You know, if it's gonna make sense and it's gonna take us to another level and it's gonna help you and it's gonna inspire the next generation or people behind you, man, let's do it. You know what I'm saying? Now, if it's something that's wicked I don't really wanna take part in that. You know, That's bad energy, you know what I'm saying? I only do things that are in good energy, good vibes, and everybody can shake hands at the end and not feel like, oh, I took advantage of them. We won that deal. We got the best. No, we wanna make sure that it was work for him and it worked for me, and yeah. then we keep moving. So mm-hmm. bringing them up under that type of guidance and the fact that I don't have to go deal with a stranger. I raised this mm-hmm. one. Mm-hmm. I know what I'm gonna get. Facts. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, I, you can't say, oh, I got to run over here to take it. Nah, we're going to grind. Like, they know we grind nonstop. Ain't no days off, none of that stuff right there. And we go on vacation. We go on vacation. You put everything to the side. And we don't even entertain the business. But when we working, we working, you know, because we on this clock. You know, we got to get what we can get as long as there's an opportunity out there. Then you got
0: your little man too, Eaton. He, he he went to Howard. Yeah. Oh, he's going to Howard now. To Howard right and, now. And Quee graduated from Howard. So yeah. how dope is that? Them both going to Howard, and then you supporting that HBCU
2: movement, man. Yeah. Like I actually, right now I have four kids in college, and you know they all went to HBCUs. I have my youngest daughter. She just went to North Carolina A and T, and she's gonna be um be a plastic surgeon, you know. And that's a yes. yes, all he, he yeah. just he just. Threw that in there, you know yeah, what I'm saying? It's it's like, like, right. that's, that's major though, fam. Now it's it's major. You gotta think, how many African American female plastic surgeons are out there? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's it's very rare, you know. But how many African American females getting plastic surgery? You see what I'm saying? Yeah. It's hey. like you. Get in the field and, and, and get in there to where you see where we're going, things that you can help, you know, and it's not so much it's about African American or whatever, but it still it it just shows that you know we can be in those positions also. You know, so you put her in that. And then I have my other daughter at Clark Atlanta here in Atlanta. You know, she's um she's a um chasing a music career, you know. And so for her, she's learning the music side, she learned the business, whether she go out and turn into this top singer or not. It doesn't matter. She's following her passion. She's doing what she want to do. She has my support. I built her a studio. I put her in every situation she can possibly be in to make sure that she gets a chance to see this thing through. You know. But at the end of the day, she's still learning business. She's going to have a college degree. She's going to learn the music business. So she, even if you don't become this top singer, you're still right next to your passion, yeah. and you can help somebody else become a top singer. And you're still gonna be able to make money doing what you're doing, you know? And then you have Quee gonna be the lawyer. Then my, my son, he's at, he's at Howard right now, playing ball. Mm-hmm. You know, he went in early. So he's gonna, he's gonna have a chance to make it to the NFL. You know, and if the NFL not in the cards, so what? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. He's still gonna be able to hang around his passion or whatever it is he wanna do. So I just try to put all my kids in position to chase whatever it is they want to chase, and they know they got somebody that's, that's going to probably go harder than them behind them. Right. you know. And so if they don't do it, it's like, hey, at least we took a shot at it. Mm. And for them, I want them to say, okay, yeah, my daddy, was, my daddy was making sure that I got this. So when they become parents, y'all better do exactly what I did. You know, just keep it going. And that's how we build, that's how we help our culture. That's how we help our people, you know, by taking advantage of everything in-house, and taking care of your house and if you take care of your house you take care of your house i take care of my house we just helped our culture get a little bit stronger right but you have everybody they worry about this house they worry about i'm not looking at your house man. like whatever you're Don't doing there, <laughs> yeah, like man hey whatever you're doing over there man hey all i'm telling you is you better do your job because if not they're going to be working for mine i'm telling you <laughs> i'm telling you Are we gonna be, hey but that's what i'm saying it's like and it's real because, dog, if you don't sit up there and take care of yours, you know what I'm saying, somebody else going to take yours and make yours become theirs doing whatever they want them to do. You know, that's like, simple math. Simple. It's just think about it. Everybody take, just take into their kids. Like, I committed my life to my kids, so like, dog, that's what I'm doing. You can be like, hey, Edge, we're going to go to Vegas, we gonna, I'm going to look on that calendar, I would say, nah, my son got this or this right here, there.
1: And you've done, you've done that's that. That's what I'm doing several and, times.
2: And I will say, man, you know what? I'll be there another day or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Now I'm not gonna. I'm, they're not gonna take up my whole life. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But I figured out how to find a little balance in. You know what? I can make sure I'm doing important stuff, or and I can still go do me. You know, I always, I always said, man, I can do me because I can make. Like a clock doesn't matter. I can make fun at any time of day. It, don't, it doesn't matter, you know what I'm saying? When you got, when you got that it factor you and you controlling stuff, mm-hmm. man, I can make fun any day. I don't have to be, I don't have to worry about, oh, well, the club closed at this time. You know what? We own the club, we keep it open, you know? We, or we create our own stuff, you know? And that's part of creating the life you want to live. Like, man, we don't have to be on somebody else's clock so I can still get in what I need to get in because they're on a schedule. They have school from this time, they have this and that. So I said, okay, I'm gonna make sure that we're gonna take care of that. But when that's, that's taken care of, now I can go do whatever it is I need to do. Because it's like anything you duck in the present, you're gonna see in the future, you know what I'm saying? If you mistreated your child in the beginning, you're gonna see the effects of that in the future. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Whether if they, come, if they become successful, and they tell you, hey, man, fuck you. I ain't doing with <laughs> you. Or they don't become successful and they look and you be like, dang, I ain't do my job as a parent. Mm-hmm. So whatever you duck, you're going to see it. You know what I'm saying? You're going to see it later. You know, and so me, I just try to get in front of it right then and just try to make sure, like, look, I'm going to take care of my responsibility right now. I'm going to give it my best shot. And if I'm wrong, I accept that I'm wrong or I did it wrong. But the effort going to be there, you know. It's just like a ball play, like, You may not be that good or whatever, but just give me your effort. How many guys in the league, they be sorry, but they got some effort. Effort Effort guys. There's some effort guys (laughs) in the league, and people like, man, how he get in there? And Mm. the effort will get you there, and people don't realize the power of effort. The effort will get you in spaces that the skill won't get you at time.
1: Man, say that one more time, dog, because— this ain't even a
2: football statement. Yeah. Nah, it's just overall. Just overall. It, but it's real. of effort. Yeah, it's like, just give me your effort. You give me all your effort and be receptive to somebody telling you, like, look, make this change. Make this. You're, gonna, you, you're automatically going to prove It's just common sense. Yeah. You know, you're going to improve, you know. But you got some people, they won't even give you all their effort. And they wonder why. They don't get here. They only want to give you the effort when they feel like it's beneficial. You know? mm-hmm. But you have people that say, man, I'm just going to go hard. They may not be as skilled. They may not have that it factor, but they're going to give you the effort. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to always put forth my effort towards doing whatever, I'm, whatever it is I'm doing. Not saying that it's going to be, the outcome is going to be great, mm-hmm. but I'm going to put the percentages in my favor every time because the effort is going to be there. Mm. And if I'm willing to make these minor adjustments, I'm quite sure I'm going to end up on the right end of the situation. Yeah. Yeah. You talk about
0: your other little man too, man, Jizzle. Yeah. You see him on social media, yeah. playing, hooping, uh, what, going into his senior year next year?
2: Yeah, he, like I'm t- I am got the best point guard in the country in Say, my house, man. I'm telling you. You let, let the you people, bias, know. You huh? let the people Tell know. us why he's the best. Because he's a true point guard. He can do it like... like he can do it all, you know, like true point guard. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like nowadays you got everybody, they just want to shoot or they just want to, you know, they want to score. You know, you don't have people that say, man, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to lead this thing. You yeah. know, we, we built him up just to lead the ship and do the right thing. But still, he's capable of shooting, he's capable of scoring, he's capable of doing all that thing. But it's like, nah, you got to understand, you got to be the one that kind of be the coach on the, on the court. And you got to be willing training. to say, Man, let him be the superstar. Let him be the superstar. I don't have to be the superstar until I'm needed. Mm-hmm. And you rarely see that th- today. And that's why I know we got a, we got a true point guard. You're going to see old school Joe Dumas, Isaiah Thomas <laughs> yeah, type. Yeah, CP3. Just, yeah, CP3. That's just kind of just moving things the right way. Yeah. Unselfish, playing ball the way it's supposed to be played. You know, it's not just for, oh, I got it. It's not no just me, me, me. Yeah. You know, you understand, man, this is a team game. So when he get linked up with other superstars, they love to play with him because he's going to make the right pass. He not, he not like he don't worry about self, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And usually when you don't worry about self, you know, it comes effortless, yeah. you know, it's like the people who don't really worry about themselves. And they just say, man, I'm going to make sure this is right. Make sure that's right. Because you're big enough to mm-hmm. say, man, I'm going to get me when it's time to get me. And it's going to come to me naturally. You know, and, and you can see it in certain people's game and he has that type of game and we committed to it like, like school, like secondary to me, you know what I'm saying? It's all about ball, like if that's what he committed to and he puts in, he puts in the work so the results would show, you know I just tell him, if you work out every day you do all the work you don't even have to worry about whether you're going to get to where you're trying to get to mm. now if you're not good enough, you know the people going to let you know you're not good enough but it won't be from lack of work and putting in a yeah. dedication. His first two years, and I and I follow
0: him on social media too. His first two years, he was doing all the assists and getting people in the game, and then this year I think some upperclassmen graduated, and then he just took off scoring and he been killing it. Yeah. So yeah, to your point, man, he de- he definitely doing his thing, and he got a offer from Ole Miss. I don't know what Auburn <laughs> waiting on, you know what I mean? But uh, Listen, man. you know what I mean? Go go and get him over to Ole Miss, you know what I mean? They got a. We, I had to, we gotta
1: get our NIL deal stacked up.
0: Can we uh, get him to but, Ole Miss? is
2: enough? Listen, that no? just snack 20. money over there. We don't
1: <laughs> over here, he ain't going to <laughs> Ole Miss. He
0: over like here gas. pulling out hey, snack money.
2: That ain't even gas money. Now, baby. <laughs> <laughs> hey, nah, but, nah, man, Like we're, we're looking at situations that understand that, man, we really want to, if we check out, we want to be in that 2024 draft, mm. you know? So you want to go into situations that say, "Okay, I see that this could be a short-term situation," mm. you know, because we're gonna do everything that we have to do. Like our vision always been the pro. It's like college, you know, college is cool and all, but you know, you have to have your mind, you have to have your mind locked in and your mindset of where you're really trying to go. Like me, I went to University of Miami, but that was the pit stop, and I yes. made it clear from the beginning, you know, it's like. The day that I'm eligible to go pro, I want to make sure that I position myself to go pro, you know. And I went to the pros at 20 years old. And for him, it's like, yo, look, dude, this is what we're doing. We're setting out to do everything to pro. We don't do college training. We don't do college nothing. You know what I'm saying? Because you have to lock in where you're trying to go. It's like you have to put that energy behind you. You have to believe everybody in your circle got to believe. Man, the law of attraction, it just gives you everything you want. And I believe in it. And we're just doing everything. Now he just has to continue developing. We got to put in he's gonna continue putting in the work. And if it come a time where they say, okay, he's not ready, we accept that. No, back to the lab. Mm-hmm. You know. But just know this is what we are shooting for and we're gonna do everything in our power to make it happen, you know.
1: I believe in the law of attraction and and to your point, when you believe in that Greatness, recognize greatness. And so when you look at not only your kids and your influence on your kids, but when you look at today's game in the NFL, who would you say your Mount Rushmore backs
2: are? Hmm, it's now I I really can't just say what it or some
1: guys that even stand out to
2: you. Well, well, you know, I, like my favorite, I always tell for Darren Cook, my favorite. I like JT. You know, Derrick Henry. You know, I like, I like Zeke the way Zeke run the ball. Mm. You know, Zeke run. Zeke reminds me of the way I run forward lean. Forward lean. Power, I was about to say that. You know, and so, it, but the thing about it, we just haven't had the backs that give it to you four, five, six, seven years the way it used to be. You know what I'm saying? So it's just, it's, a, it's the game has changed because um, it's a two back system. It's not as much as everybody depending on one back, you know, so that's what so it changes a lot. You know what I'm saying? It changes a lot. It's, it's hard to just put up and sit up and put somebody there because like Kamara was killing it. You know what yep. I'm saying? And I like the way he played like the way he played the game. It's a lot of dudes that that play the game and they doing their thing. But you just haven't had like dudes that's having that five, six, seven years of just giving it to you every year. And probably because the game is going through this little transition of two backs, longer games, and it's a passing game and, and it's, it's just different now.
1: What but, what about in the in the previous, in the past, when you look back at all the ones who came before you? Who are some of the ones if you had to put your Mount rush more backs,
2: who would I, they be? I'm I'm not gonna I'm not gonna put nobody before um I'm not, I'm not gonna do that because everything had a different situation. You know what I'm saying? Like everybody had a different situation to where, what were you required to do? You know, because there's so many great backs. It's like, when you talking about the Barry, the Emmett, L.T., Fred T, you're talking about all these dudes back in the day that used to play like, we got, like, it's like, what are you judging? Of? Like Marcus Allen, you know, Marcus Allen, you know, he got a lot of stats but he played a long time but he didn't have a bunch of thousand yard seasons you know what i'm saying so it's like what are you judging you know what yeah. i'm saying so it's like you have to, when you break it down say who's the best this and that it's all on preference and what a person has to do It's like with myself i just try to make sure that i cover every phase of the game if you come to blocking okay i'ma always be one of the top to block You come to catch and receiving. I'ma always be one of those in that in that conversation. Or how want you look at when it comes to running? You know, I did. You know, everybody judge you by running, but when you had to do all three, you know, everybody didn't have to do all three. So what are you looking at? You know what I'm saying?
1: And to that point, Peyton, Peyton Manning, which he he ain't walking the plank for nobody, but he stepped out and wrote the forward for your book, and he talked about that's what made you special. Being able to do everything exceptionally well. Catching the ball out of the backfield. Running the football. And then last but not least, I thought it was funny reading it. He was like, nobody picked up blitz pickups the way that you did. And they never had to tell you who to pick up, even at a young age. So, you know, kudos to you, my brother.
2: Yeah, I appreciate it. You know, it's, it's all part of the game. It's a job description. You know yeah. what I'm saying? When they say, okay, you want to play ball. You want to you wanna be on the field. I don't wanna be on the sideline. I ain't come to I ain't come to watch the game. You know, I came to play. You know, how can I get on the field? And the only way to get on the field is to be of value on yeah. every possession. You know, so I wanna make sure if it's third down, I may have to pick up a blitz, you know, so I may have to do that, but I may be able to catch the ball too. You know what I'm saying? Right. So you start to say, Okay, that, that may give me an opportunity. Or we might call a draw. It may give me an opportunity, mm. you know. And so for me, it was more about how can I stay on this field? How can I always be one of the guys that's on the field, you know? And the only way you can do that, you can't lack anything. You know what I'm saying? You can't say, well, it's third down. You know, that's a that's a blitz down. We got to remove you because we need to bring somebody who I can pass pro. Like nah, I'm going to show you I'm I'm a pass pro better than your lineman. You know, I'm going to do what I do, you know? And so that's what keeps you on the field.
0: Man, we this is this is one question I wanted to ask you though because you know our crew, usual suspects, me, Low, Spikes, DG, <laughs> um, but we have a lot of guys from the U, on, and we actually admire y'all crew. You yeah. know what I'm saying? We got CP. Shout out to CP. Hold oh your head, bro. Um, Frankie G, Santana. We asked all these guys when we went back and got our degree, our MBAs from the U. <laughs> Can we be honorary members of the U? And now we got one of the GOATs on here. So we asking you, can the usual suspects throw up the U?
2: Man, we always always invite people, you know what I'm saying? We just need y'all to be throwing it up when you at your respective school, too, you know what I'm saying? (laughs) Like I
1: did when Auburn lost to
2: Miami, losing or winning. I need you to be I, I, I that threw up to you. Up. I you to it hurt me so a him. little bit, but I see, had to see, realize, see, like, see that's that's how. I know and South, 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 big ass calling know, me, giving me hate. But, <laughs> hey, but that's how I know you're not all in. Something that you want to be part of and that you with it can't hurt you. It cannot hurt you. <laughs> like, how, like how can it hurt you when you are you part of this fraternity? You know what I'm saying? But nah, man, we got. We got a bond like none other, you yeah, know, that's a and it, it stems from the guys before us, you know, and everybody kind of inherits that, and everybody takes pride in that, and you want to make sure that no matter where you go, you represent where you at, and for the past couple of years, we haven't, we haven't been doing our thing the way we should, but now you're starting to see we have a little momentum, we're going to get that thing going back in the right direction. And anytime y'all want to come down, man, we, we're more than welcome, man. You're more than welcome. Start donating to the school. <laughs> you know, start That's doing things. Step. Yeah, start doing things that help, that show you show you with us. right? now, he just showed that he a little on, he just, <laughs> he he, on the fence a little bit. Yeah. See, he talking
1: about donating. I want to tell you the major donation that I gave to the U, and particularly to the football program. On the defensive side, y'all have this new coach named Kevin Steele. Defensive coordinator. I like Kevin Steele. Actually, love him. Been knowing him since I was 17 years old. I was like, Coach, where you want to go? You coming back to Auburn, Tennessee? Got a nice payout. I was. He was like, Tequio. You know what? Thinking about going to this place called the U. I was like, Coach, you know what? Say less. Now y'all got mm-hmm. it because that because yeah. what we've been seeing down there haven't it has not been the U defense, and we know that. But he's coming. But this is the thing. I want to talk about before we let you go right because this is the probably the coldest closing speech one of the closing coldest cold closing speeches of all time at the hall of fame
2: well i say one i do not say d well
1: it's the after i said? (laughs) (laughs) check this out you said after your speech you said and to all of those Who have been judged prematurely because of their appearance, the way that they speak, where they come from, and in the minds of many should be locked up in prison. I, meaning you, represent us. I am forever immortalized, locked up in the Canton Correctional Institution, inmate number 336 in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. My career started with gold teeth
2: and ended with a gold jacket. Bruh. Yeah. That's how you put supposed to bring that thing home, right? <laughs> you gotta bring it home, man. You like, know, like, that's just another element to coming from the you, man. I'm telling you, <laughs> dog. like, we do it, man. High like, <laughs> yeah. school, bro. Hey, no, man, you, hey, look, man, if you gonna do it, do it right. You know, it's like I, like I know Like, nobody's never heard me speak or do a speech or anything, you know, so I'm like, you know, if I'm going to do I'm going to approach everything with the game mindset. So I'm going to make sure I do it right. And for me, I think it's important, you know, to actually take that moment right there and utilize that moment in a way that it could actually kind of resonate or kind of send a message, you know, to things that's going on and letting everybody know, like, we, this is us, this, we, we're part of everything that's going on in the world, you know, because we play ball, that don't mean like, that doesn't mean that we're not affected by things that's going on. So you always want to point those things out and let you know like, hey, these things affect me too. So and when you when you do a speech, you want to make sure that it's done the right way. And I never intended to, um, offend anybody, you know, it's just bringing home, just representing, mm. representing for everybody. And it's not just one person in particular, but it's that's for everybody. You know, let everybody know, like, look, I'm here. I'm one of y'all too.
0: Yeah, man. You always hold it down, bro. You you, you welcome us with open arms anytime we're in Miami, even up here. Um, Allowed us to celebrate you when you found out you was going in the Hall of Fame yeah. back in Miami. That you had a huge dope, party man. down that's there. We all yeah. came through
1: had a good time good time boy yeah.
0: you know what i mean um even so up to now I remember <laughs> right right even up to now kicking it when you in the a um yeah. one of one definitely definitely one of one so definitely. salute you bro
2: you got to remember love. i'm the first person with this name man you know like when my mom my mom put this thing together she was like i'm gonna make something special you know so she, went, she was like this weird name and she put this whole thing and then edge you Make him I'm with saying? an edge. Yeah, give him, give him that. Give him something different. And so, but no, nah, it, it's pretty cool, man, to be able to kind of be around everybody. And I never intended to say, okay, I'm going to be this leader. I'm going to be this and that. You know, I'm just doing what I'm doing. And then you find yourself in this position. Mm. And, you see, and once you recognize like, man, dang, I can help somebody or I can inspire somebody. So, you know, let me take this a little bit more serious. You know, because you always got somebody watching, mm. you know, and not because I want to take on the position because it's, it's more fun when you can go out and just fuck up and everybody's just like <laughs> accept it. But when you have to be responsible, you have to take on these this this role. You know, it just makes you more aware of what you're doing. Mm. And for me, I'm just trying to always be aware, but always inspire and shed a little light on the situation because I've been blessed and put in a situation to to be on this journey and see so many things that we probably would have never seen. Get around people that you probably would never get a chance to be around and get in those rooms and everything you get, you take it back home. You know how it goes, mm-hmm. I'm gonna take it back home. When, when I say home, that's to the people in my circle. You know and then they say, okay, look, man, it's possible. It's like I was able to go out go to this this land and see all this stuff over here and run back and say, I'm telling y'all, it's possible, man, Like, you really can become great. You really can do great things, but it all starts with a decision. You have to make the decision that you want to be great and you have to say, I'm willing to make these sacrifices and put down these temporary fixes right now for the greater good and the future. And once you start looking at it from that standpoint, you started saying, okay, yeah, I can really do it. You know? And that's why each one of my kids, you know, they know from the beginning, I always tell them how great they're going to be, you know, how, how the world needs them. You know what I'm saying? I let them, like, look, they need people. Like I tell my daughter, you know, the world needs people like you. You're an African-American female, you know. My daughter, my daughter's mom passed, and I said, you know what? You're going to be an advocate. You're going to be somebody that can help. Um, kids that don't have a support system. Mm-hmm. They lost their parent at an early age. You're gonna be able to show how you use that to become successful. So you're always finding these things to push them. Mm-hmm. You know, and you, and, but it's realistic. It ain't like you just blowing smoke. You're sitting up there I tell my son, look, dog, man, you go to this HBCU, I'm telling you, I'm gonna make sure you get a look in the NFL. Yeah. But as a African-American male, You're going to one of the greatest institutions ever and the fact that you're more than a football player like why just go to a pwi when it's strictly about football and i said man just make a decision i said i'm not telling you where to go but man just think about it you know look at all those great people that went to this place you know look at all these people that went to this school you know like you have a chance to somewhat double dip you know because on the football side i'm here We're going to do the training, we're going to do all that stuff. But that's a small part, you know what I'm saying? But when it comes to being uh, an example or being somebody that our people need, you know what I'm saying? You got a chance to show people that, hey, man, this is bigger than just playing sports, you know? And so I go to each one of them, you know, the one that plays basketball. I said, man, you can't say I want to be like LeBron James and be like Dwayne Wade and I want to be like them dudes. And you're going to disregard all the stuff they do to get there. I say, a lot of people talk about they want to be like Braun, and like this man committed his life to the sport. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, and are you committing your life to the sport? That means every day. Every day you have to do it. So you give them hope, but you also paint a realistic picture. You know, like my daughter going to be a plastic surgeon. I said, hey, you know, you got to go to school a long time. That's like... 12 years or 10, 12 years, that's a long time that you're gonna have to go to school and you're gonna have to stay into it, you know. But if you do it, you're gonna be one of the few out here. Right. So I always get behind them, you know, and anybody that you see something good in, you just let them know like, man, you really can be great, but you gotta make that decision. It starts right. I can't do nothing but provide you with the resources. I can cheer you on from the side right. if you, you know, if, you get off track a little bit, I can just I can get you back on track. But it really gonna come down to you. And I think a lot of people don't realize that greatness is already within them. You know. They just have to make a decision to say, I'm gonna be great. I'm gonna do what it takes to be great. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of people just settle. Or they got people around them that probably not pushing them, you know, because it's you got you, you see so many people with potential and they don't. It just stops right there, and some people just content. And like when I looked at coming into the NFL, you see how some guys are just happy to be there. Mm. They get the NFL, their workouts change, everything changed. Everything. Everything changes. You know what I'm saying? It's like I ain't. I didn't come to here just to be here. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Getting here is one part. Where I said I want to be one of the best to ever play the game, and I said it from the beginning. I said I want to leave my mark, and all you do is just keep. Hanging on to that, I'ma hang on to that, and just keep working, working, working. And at the end of the day, you know, if you get a gold jacket, you know what I'm saying. And it wasn't like that was something I knew was gonna happen, you know. But I was like, man, I'ma do everything I can to put myself in that position. Oh Steph, oh Steph, man, we appreciate
0: you, man. Let the behind the mask audience know where they can cop the book at, man.
2: Oh, with well, a book, you can find it on com or you can go to Amazon or anywhere books so mm-hmm. you know it's a dope read man i just think anybody that plays sports or any just anybody in general it's a good book everybody should be see themselves in this book somehow like cuz everybody has a story you know everybody you know that trying to become something or that have become something they have a story you know it's just me just just putting it out there so that A lot of people that may not know certain things or didn't have people they can reach, you know, you can find some of those things in the book. And I'll be around, you know, I'm going to have more stuff coming, more content coming as we go because I guess I'm forced in this position. (laughs) Yeah, you are.
1: You you are, my dog. You are. And we look forward to having you back because one thing you always do is, number one, you're going to stay relevant. Oh, and definitely. you always recreating yourself looking forward to talking about brand one next time you come back on because it's gonna take on to take on another form of shape and we can't wait to talk about it my dog
2: oh yeah we'll be here man non-stop i'm here forever man get ready especially when them kids make it don't be like <laughs> you're gonna see me in basketball season football season you're gonna see me in The cosmetics. (laughs) (laughs) Everywhere. Be like LaVoe Ballfire. You know what I'm saying, I told you. Telling you, every day, hey, we gonna be around, man. I'm here and I'm interested, you know what I'm saying? As long as I'm motivated, interested, I'll be around. Hopefully stay out of trouble. Hopefully nothing happens to where, kind of get me off track, you know? Yeah. Cause you know, you got all these forces out here that be trying you, you know? Always like, stay last like last night. Like last night. Oh my God.
0: Listen, y'all. Last night, last night was mad real. <laughs> that's what I'm gonna say. And that's
1: why it was last night. Stay tuned. Behind the night.